I was hoping we could just start you guys each introduce yourself and then kind of tell listeners what your podcast is about. My name is Wade Dana and I kind of created the podcast Belonging Songs. Um, Had just finished a music production degree at Berkeley College of Music and a music Mm. business degree and uh, alas couldn't find work doing that because who finds work in music? So <laughs> in an attempt to like put all that together, um, I actually called Patrick first and said, hey, I got this idea. I'd like to do a podcast where we write a song a week and talk about the whole process and listen to it um, as the song progresses. And he seemed really pumped about it. And then I just said, I'm going to make Brad do it. And that was the genesis of the show. I and think that pretty much explains the dynamic right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the premise of the show is us writing new original music for mostly each episode and talking about the process of writing the songs, recording the songs, taking the song from a, a demo version to a finished track. Right. Um, and how did you guys meet again, all three of you? Tinder. Yeah. So. <laughs> Easy way to make friends. So Brad and I. Monster truck rally. <laughs> yeah. Brad and I went to the same high school together. Um, okay. He was younger than me. We knew of each other, but really didn't start hanging out till many years after yeah. we both had finished high school and um, through a mutual person we knew. Um, they were like, hey, you guys should hang out because you both kind of do the same thing. And we got together one Friday night and like every Friday and every night Friday since after then. for and like then, 10 years yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. I was late to the party. Yeah. I uh, met you guys through mutual friends and decided I needed a friend at the time. <laughs> uh, so Patrick yeah. and I bonded listening to Peaches on Lake Michigan. The, the that's actually, that's Michigan. actually a true story. <laughs> so. We realized that we both knew the lyrics to uh, one of Peaches' hit songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that because that actually was really nice because my next question was how did you guys find out that you all had this mutual passion for songwriting? Oh, yeah, that is a good question. I think I think what that's one of the reasons we became friends so quickly is we all, I think, realized we were pretty passionate about music. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and what I think is interesting is how much of our tastes overlap, but also how much they diverge from one another. I'd say that the overlap is a really big overlap, but then there's stuff we all listen to that each that other just allows us into. to argue with each yeah, other. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> for, for, for Wade and I, it was it was essentially just what we did, right? That was the event that always yeah. brought us together to do something. And then, you know, we, we started doing that as strangers and then became really good friends doing that and just maintained doing that. Yeah, we played in bands and we would play yeah. out and... And once all that kind of ended, then we were kind of left with like, well, what do we do now? And that's kind of, Brad had written his own songs prior to that, but that's when I kind of started writing my own songs. Um, Before that, I had only just played in bands, like playing guitar. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I hadn't written a song since high school. I mean, I was in a really awful high school band. So (laughs) the idea for Patrick to be on the show, because we didn't even, you hadn't written songs or weren't writing songs, but the three of us get together and have a great time just hanging out and have like this fun banter and connection. Usually our wives are like, we don't even know what you guys are talking about. 
because <laughs> you're speaking a different language. Which makes for a great podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So when I had called Patrick originally, I wanted the the vision was to have him be the commentary on the songs that Brad and I are writing. But as a bonus, he started to write his own songs, which is really cool how, how that's worked. Yeah. Well, I think that this is a really good time then to like have the audience hear one of the songs that you guys have written. The first one that we'll be playing is Anchor and Wheel. Um, do you guys have anything you want to let people know about this song? Yeah, I wrote that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's mine. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I explained it in the episode. I, I wrote right. it about a kid I knew that was, you know, struggling with some demons and it was an influence you know for me to write a song about it gave me some material this is one of our songs from season one yeah and it was one of our more well-received uh, songs from that season Yeah. 
So, well then, I'm kind of wondering if each of you had to describe like your type of songwriting style or like how you sound as an artist, how could you define it? Like, and if you can, how would you? Yeah. Somebody <laughs> else want to take that? I'll, I'll tell <laughs> Have you ever heard of adult contemporary? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to describe Brad's as the music you would hear in a dentist's office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think, Wade, do you want to start? Because you've been, you've been fairly consistent. Well, we did ask you on the podcast to be the commentary person. Wow. Okay. Pass the buck. Okay. You want me to comment how I think both of yeah. your yeah. songs? So we were talking about this on a recording we were doing today. Wade will generally start uh, with either a concept or a, a riff and he'll build his songs around around a click track so parse out harmonies sort of build um brad also tends to start with themes mm -hmm. most of which come from uh true crime tv yeah. <laughs> or or from personal experiences but then he'll write them from like almost an anonymous standpoint i don't want you to know it was me right yeah right um and you tend to write more, at least from what I've experienced from you, you tend to write more around the guitar, where I think you write more around a concept. So I think Brad's, you're in the pop and rock yeah. Like yeah. arena, but also spill heavily into singer-songwriter stuff. Yeah. I think I do more like rock like avant-garde rock yeah i would stuff. call you avant-garde at times but then some of the songs we're going to listen to in this podcast my favorite song of yours is not that i think mine i i will spill over into other stuff yeah. more often even within songs brad's pretty you're pretty constant in in your like pop yeah, rock even genre even when i think i'm going way outside the box these guys are like oh yeah that sounds like your song. <laughs> so it's it's always hard to try and describe your own. I'm style, a little more verse, yeah. verse, verse, kind of you know conventional. I'll try to throw. Uh, Wade, off Wade tries to throw left hooks into his songs yeah. and 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 make it exciting for the listener in a different way. And I'm still figuring out how I write. Even. Yeah. And Patrick's yeah. Patrick's working it out, but yeah. so he's a combination of the two because he gets influenced by mm -hmm. each of us, right? Which right? is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then that, like, when you guys started sharing demos, uh, was it hard for you guys? I feel like it's kind of a vulnerable thing for a lot of people. Huh. I know that you mentioned, like, you did, like, you know, you guys did music before, but, you know, something that you've never played for anyone before. And you're also in, an, in a space where people are going to be critiquing it. Like, was it hard at first? And were you able to overcome that? Is it still hard? Yeah, uh I get super nervous sometimes, especially if I've written a song where I I'm going to feel vulnerable. And that's part of this whole uh, project is, you know, exploring areas of songwriting that we haven't before. And, and like we said before, before we were just in like rock bands. Uh, I was just in an instrumental band for a really long time. So there was no like really putting your emotions out there being vulnerable. But with this project, uh, it's something we both or all three of us really try to do. And there's been times where, yeah, I, I feel very exposed. Um, I get very nervous just even playing it for these guys and there's, you know, my best friends, but yeah, my heart will 
yeah. start to race and especially while they're listening and I'm watching them listen to my song for the first time I'm super nervous uh Brad tends to get super stoic <laughs> not even like he doesn't give it great poker face so like it's hard to tell what's going on they're taking notes you know and then we critique it but um yeah I mean that's one of the great things about this too is the feedback we get um everybody's we're we're very supportive of each other so it, it's great to be able to allow ourselves that vulnerability yeah it took a little while to find the voice too um oh yeah mm -hmm. if, if you're gonna be a new time listener maybe don't start yeah with yeah don't one. like all podcasts don't start with episode one or two <laughs> or three yeah um but it it's it's not only incredibly vulnerable to submit a song i mean that was that was like going to the firing squad when I brought my first song forward and I was really happy with it and I was nervous um but I think having to critique each other mm -hmm. we had to find the voice there but the other in incredible thing about the podcast which is I don't know not something I guess you hear a lot of musicians talk about but the the music gives us a avenue to talk about issues or to talk about how we feel about certain things in a very non talk show kind of format. Um, it's, it's cathartic at times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are my favorite episodes actually is when a theme of a song gets us talking. A lot of it gets left on the cutting room floor and I think that's good. I mean, it's good to have a little bit of the mystery there but we'll, we'll talk for 30 minutes about something a song sparked. Yeah. And then like knowing that strangers are listening to this too and hearing your stuff and probably having their own critiques like do you think that that's like helped or has that brought out them the anxiety more I think at the beginning of the project that was something that was in my mind specifically but as we've done it more and more I don't mm -hmm. really feel that um but we love to hear from people. I wish more strangers would listen. I wish more strangers would yeah. and get a hold of us. But no, there's nothing better than getting a stranger or somebody to write in and say, hey, I listened to this and I really liked it. And, and give it, they give us their thoughts on the songs. Who was the um, guy? We got a, a random message from somebody uh, this last season that was just reaching out. Then we never heard from him again. Oh, but, yeah, I remember that. But that was super cool. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Brad? Do you, do you like other people <laughs> out there listening? I, I think it's it's this this the way this system the 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 format of this show sets it up it it get it gives them sort of a story arc to follow along with as well. Where you start with you start with this really rough version of a song that could be as simple as a phone demo that you're humming or you're playing a just an acoustic guitar and humming to. And then all of a sudden it turns into this production piece that is a finished song. And so I like that part of it. As far as the full exposure of when that song's done, it's it's gotten a lot easier because it's not just me anymore and what I did. It's it's a it's a combination of the ideas that these guys gave me, or you know, ideas I give Wade or Wade mixes every one of my songs, and I'm surprised every time I hear them. So that's that's what. It, it made this whole process made that a lot simpler. We had talked about do. we had talked about um, early on and many times throughout the course of the show how we used to write songs and they'd essentially just go in a drawer. Yeah. You know, one of us might play it for <laughs> the other, um, but that's as far as it would go. So to be able to put them out and know that at least a few people are listening, it does feel good. Yeah, it's, you know, we 
could yeah. always compare it to a painting if you just paint it and put it in a drawer just hanging on a wall <laughs> this gives us a chance to hang it on a wall and right? today for the first time we had a listener um start an episode with us so someone that we had inspired oh. to start making music again reached out and said hey I, I i've been listening to the show i would love to be involved so they started working on a song and today for the first time we started recording an episode so that is another like step in the evolution of the show where cool milestone. we want to have more people involved yeah then we'll also take this time to make you guys even more vulnerable we'll play uh are you coming with me
what are the pros and cons of doing like song collaborations like you're doing? Oh, well, Patrick, you should probably speak to that because you and Brad have done, how many collaborations have you done on the- Two. Like songwriting. Yeah, two songwriting collaborations. Um, I mean, for me, there there is no downside. It's um, that there there's a two part episode that we do in season one, which is the first song I brought to these guys. Um, and in hindsight, probably wasn't a good idea to do two episodes. But anyway, we we talk at length about just the collaborative process. And for me, it was sort of a kick in the pants to get a song written, but mm-hmm. also gives you a confidence boost. So uh, I think it's no surprise. I really respect both of these guys from a uh, artistic standpoint, not so much from a personal standpoint. I thought you were going to say not so much bread. <laughs> um, <laughs> makes sense to me. And so, so when I uh, was, was writing with Brad and Wade and I are kind of halfway through a song right now too, you throw something out there and to see like a head nod or a foot tap or the words do that again uh-huh. it, it's amazing it it gives you something to build on that unlocks writer's block mm-hmm. just that little bit of confidence it's hard to, to say why but it, it happens yeah um but it's good. just with collaboration you you always get way more than you get alone yeah and, yeah this this I, I i personally spent a long time writing songs alone like just in the room right going in there and start to finish by myself and then I would bring it out and I would show it to these guys and it's gotten a lot better when you can bring it out and and when it's not quite done and you know it's not quite done it's harder when you think it's done Mm -hmm. but when you know it's not (laughs) quite done and then you say hey what do you guys think this needs and they they help you know so as far as cons I don't think there's any cons I mean yeah I I don't think there's a downside to to letting people Uh, help you other than you both get in each other's heads and yeah. then the song becomes other than you lose friends. <laughs> well <laughs> yeah that's that's mild or someone will try to sneak the drum track from their previous song <laughs> into <Yeah>. your song <laughs> and and play it off as original work so all the songs I'm sensing the tension <laughs> maybe a little bit yeah <laughs> it, it, it works it's uh it's the eagles principle <laughs> yeah no there's no there's no real there's, there's no real downside yeah. it's it's fun every yeah. song on the show is a result of the collaboration between the three of us whether it's one that you know i've written on my own or brad or mm-hmm. patrick have written on their own it goes through that collaborative process which just helps to to suss out like the best parts what's working what's not and that song, uh, Are You Coming With Me, that you played was the first song that we actually all three worked on. Um, okay. Besides, besides Home Squares. Like, <laughs> right, right. That's a different story. But that Are You Coming With Me, we actually all contributed to that one. Whereas a lot of the songs are like Brad working on the song. And I'll contribute by giving feedback and mixing it. Um, but the Are You Coming Home with me was yeah. all of us playing which was really fun that, yeah. that was the most fun we've had on the show so far yeah. i think that song is a exercise in fun and friendship because it was late i think we had one maybe one and a half whiskeys that night mm-hmm. and <laughs> i i was playing this riff that i don't know it's just kind of fun um and then that built and then you laid verse yeah. chorus 
sent it back to us. Brad and I then worked on it some more. Yeah, yeah but there's there's so many different ways to collaborate yeah. it and it all adds different colors and flavors mm -hmm. to the songs that you might not bring yourself. So for sure, uh, mm -hmm. I definitely encourage anyone out there who's making music to find more people to make it with. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like each of your songwriting processes, are they different from each other or do you guys find that you tend to write in the same way? I think we found that they're quite different. Mm -hmm. um like brad finds inspirations places i don't <laughs> like often uh, yeah i do tv and stuff yeah, I, I, I tried to steal from him though <laughs> going back to collaboration like if i'm stuck sometimes i'll be like well what would brad do because like yeah. i'm stuck with my process so i i don't i uh I don't live a very eventful life so i have to, <laughs> I have to reach right i don't have a lot of drama so if it comes from like a, uh, I just, if something sparks a feeling in me, that's a, that's a reason to write a song for me. And I, I, I could take that and run with it. And I like doing that and, and create, and create an environment with it. There's so many different ways, just like there are to collaborate. There are different ways to write songs and um, not all my songs start the same way. Some of them will start with a riff that I have on the guitar and I'll build off of that. Some of them will start with a, just a drum thing I'm playing around with or Others will be, oh, I have all the lyrics. Now what do I do? Mm -hmm. or, I've got a melody. So you, you get there different ways, um, which is another fun part of the show because we're feeding off each other. Like, like I said, Brad has his process and sometimes I'll steal from him if I'm stuck. And I think that goes. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times for me, it ends up being something where I'll, I have to try to catch it you know, in a net. While it's floating by. Yeah, and so I, when I get that feeling, I, I go upstairs and I try to lay it down as fast as I can, and then it's there, and that the mood of it stays every time I go back to it, you know, and I have a harder time writing a song when I sit down to write a song, and I don't have the reason to, so right. I always, I always need that, mm -hmm. but yeah. it typically starts with the guitar first, and then bring everything else into it, and work it out yeah well any anyone else any type of songwriting processes that you guys like I don't know you tend to go towards I guess like you were just saying you usually start with instrumental do you think that um like what's easier for you guys is it the instrumental first or then the then the lyrics come in or lyrics and then you put like instrumental to it I actually do it as I go Mm -hmm. personally so like yeah. i'll i'll come up with a guitar part and then maybe two lines that i sing to that and then i'll record that and then i'll put i'll build the next part and i'll sing to that and then i'll build the next part sing to that wade does it completely different and i can't understand how to do it <laughs> i struggle mightily with lyrics often so many of my songs will be fully formed instrumentally and then i'll yeah. i will be searching for the lyrics after the fact uh, it's rare, rare, well, well, it's rare where, where I will have all the lyrics formed ahead of time. It does happen, but um, do we lose our headphones? Yeah, you're good. I don't know how you do that, but it's, it works. I, uh, I can't sing and I won't sing. So <laughs> we're going to get him to sing. So yeah. to me, to me, it's, it's, it's always instrumental. So I'll be noodling on my guitar, but I'll write lyrics. But then the hard thing is. I have to then go to Brad and be like, you need to sing what I have in my head. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, to say that Patrick has never sang or put his vocals on a track is not. <laughs> I never have. Now the dirty kids. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Okay. So we do have a couple iterations of our groups that we go through. So uh, we probably need to explain. The white this. spiders are the amalgamation of us playing together, like the "Are You Coming With Me" song. Brad and I have our own solo monikers, but when we want to do some mid '90s hip hop, hip hop what the kids are listening to about hot dogs we call ourselves the dirty kids <laughs> gotcha. like the alter ego yeah, yeah yeah and that that actually stems from like for all those fridays for those years like wade and i would get together and we would write songs and they weren't always serious songs they weren't always good songs sometimes you just got together and like if you lay something down you're like well we're gonna finish this now yeah. and so you finish it and oftentimes it's just the most ridiculous thing you ever heard and so we wanted to bring elements of that to this show as well. Yes. So, so our song Home Squares is about um, Home Depot hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that brings us nicely into me saying we are going to be playing Home Squares next. And I was going to ask who did the rendition, you know, Alter Ego or you guys, but it's the Alter Ego. Mm. Uh, the Dirty Kids. Yeah, it's the, the Dirty, dirty Kids. kids. <laughs> We're we're one unit. <laughs> I, I think of hip hop. Yeah, that's how it works. All right. Yeah, cool. th th this was fun too. This uh, this whole song, I you guys had been working on it. I saw the the sketch track you guys recorded, and then Wade texted me one day. I'm at work, and he's like, "Hey, I need you to lay down these lines. Here's what they are. Get it back to me." So I did like seven or eight takes at my house sent them to him and then hadn't heard the song in its entirety i saved it till the podcast <laughs> until the podcast well, brad hadn't heard that part that was a surprise yeah. to brad too so he yeah. didn't know patrick was gonna be on it yeah
like the steam bones. I like the steam bones. <laughs> How many, like, can, have you ever had a, like, a one-take wonder ever? Or is it, like, really hard? And I'm not talking, like, I know it takes multiple times, but have you ever done something once and you're like, oh, like, that was good. Keep it. Leave it as it is. Home squares. Home squares. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I, th I think the proof's in the pudding. That, that was aced live, right? Uh, uh, I'm not saying it was a perfect song. People are saying <laughs> yeah. it's a perfect song. But our songs are mostly multi-tracked. So okay. when you're talking about one take, um, we'll be playing, you know, I will often try to get my guitar takes in one take, but it takes me a long time to get it that way. Um, sometimes it'll be two that I have to splice together. Um, but for vocals, for me, uh, I, I tend to do like phrases over and over in, until I feel really good about that. And then I'll move on. Um, so every element of the song, um, there's a chance to nail it. But uh, wait, wait, I have uh, philosophical discussions about that. Yep, yeah, because I do a lot of one takes that aren't the perfect take. But they're mostly good, <laughs> and I leave them. <laughs> and, and, I, and I like the human element of making mistakes in music to where it doesn't have to be perfect yeah. and and tweaked and and way just doesn't agree <laughs> with me. But, but I I like it. Like I I enjoy a a missed note. I I tend to echo that opinion. I I think what makes music human is it's rhythmic, it's predictable, but it's it's flawed mm -hmm. um and, and it's why it, at least in my opinion i don't want to go to a concert and see a band play the album as written exactly like it sounds. yeah exactly like it sounds i want to hear the human element music because i think it's those little mistakes little miss notes that makes it human mm -hmm. it, it makes it a piece of art and relatable um and capturing that i recorded it's which is really hard to say because listening to production and how much work it takes to make something sound so perfect. Um, and then to say that, well, that doesn't have a place either with like a perfectly produced pop song that's- Yeah, playing live is so much different yeah. than recording. And we do have plans on playing some of these songs live and maybe doing like an annual show, which uh, we'll have our chance to nail them. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, I'm not a good enough musician to nail anything on one take. I can tell you that. No, I mean, I, I we've had some pretty good luck as far as completing a song, though, in a pretty short amount of time. I mean, I've I've I have some songs that have taken me just a few hours mm -hmm. that they come together really quickly. Other ones, you know, I, I, I start a lot and don't finish a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so but that's just that's just the nature music it, yeah. and writing you know you just yeah that's just you capture it when you can and you lose a, you lose a lot more than you get you know yeah and when you guys bring these songs to each other and you know you're listening whatever and I do understand like you guys are friends you can kind of mess around but how do you find the line between um like constructive criticism or being hypercritical yeah I think that was the line I was talking about earlier our first mm -hmm. couple episodes we we didn't know how to do that and so we were yeah. almost finding opportunities to critique when they weren't there right and i uh i i teach for my day job and i think i had to step back and realize 
you have the body of work in front of you and there's the artist's vision. And so even if the song isn't immediately appealing to my ear, it's how do I help the artist, either one of these guys, get to the best vision, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's that's what I see as my role on this show, though I'm not always effective at it. And I think the other the other component to that is Wade does that when he mixes, which mm -hmm. I've always loved the production process, but I've never understood it from a technical aspect till I did this show because Wade teaches us during each episode and just understanding the producer as the you know fourth or fifth band member and and how much that is part of critique is how you edit a song how you structure a song how you mix a song there's a critique in there um mm -hmm. so i i think you know every now and then there there will be something that would be a great debate yeah there would be a great <laughs> yeah. debate and i think that's fun yeah. but the idea isn't to be mean to each other the idea is here's what my ears hearing and then essentially what happens is wade says no it's going to go this way and we all agree that that's <laughs> i i think i think Early on, I agree. It was a little bit hard to find that because mm -hmm. we are such good friends, and usually, you know, It'll when we were recording before, bad. it was just like, "Oh, really?" We'd be like, "What do you think of that?" It's like, "It's good, man. Just let's keep going," you know. And so, when we're doing this, it's like, "Okay, yeah." Like Patrick said, we have to find the best version of this song. So there's a new task, yeah. right? You're and not usually, just, it's not, not with the squeaks. Yeah, you're not just getting <laughs> squeaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's the that's the the, the goal, and sometimes there's nothing to say, you know. And those and are the have, hardest episodes. Yeah, and they're short, and we're like, oh well, I guess that's the end of that, right? But <laughs> if there's nothing to say, there's nothing to say. But when you have something to say, we've all gotten really comfortable enough to be able to say it with each other and go, okay, like I hear that, and I, uh, admittedly, I hear it the hardest first, right? So if somebody's going to critique something I'm doing, I worked really hard on it, and I go no, I think you're wrong. But then I digest it. And like two days from, from then, I'm usually like, yeah, that's way better. And we've you're had right. to build that you into know? our process. We have. And so early and I, on, I know that. Yeah. You know? Early on, Brad was very off put by a lot of the feedback. Right. And we learned that, oh, we need to give him a couple days to digest it. So the whole show has evolved as we kind of evolved with it. And, and just like that, you learn a lot about it. yourself too, right? Yeah. Like I didn't, I don't, I'm not a very sensitive guy in that regard, but I, I, will, I defend what I do if I think I have a reason to defend it. And sometimes it, it, it there's a better version of it that I just couldn't hear yet, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Right. Yeah. And do you think that like you guys being friends too is beneficial to helping execute that vision? Um, I think like for people that are in bands listening as well, that might be something good to know. Like if you're friends with the person that you're in the band with, most times you are, but it helps to like bring their vision to fulfillment. I mean, I keep it, think it keeps us from throwing punches. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I'll say this to that, you know, Wade and I talked about this when we were, when we were younger and we were in those bands, we never really talked about the songs. We were bad at communicating. Yeah our thoughts musically like it was it like, was this is what I, i'm thinking here's what I'm doing, I'm doing here's what you're doing that sounds really good together does everybody agree yeah, yeah. that's the song right we never really discussed it and so there was a lot of opportunity to make things better probably then had we communicated and sat down and actually talked about the song and so <laughs> Do now you think this is the root problem for every like 
teenage band that yeah. forms and why they break up. It's yeah. like, it helps to be middle-aged helps men. To, it helps, yeah, it helps, <laughs> helps to be old. But I think once you once you once you get there, you harken back and you're like, yeah, that probably is a better idea to talk about it. it can be, and it can be difficult to talk about music because some sometimes it's not a, a tangible thing mm -hmm. that's so easy to describe so right um getting in the habit of doing that i think it's really yeah. helped and, our songwriting and the other songs. thing that we've also learned to toe the line with is it's real easy to go the other way and make a song a spreadsheet and a song by consensus and that's no good for anything no. yeah you could kill it yeah yeah, yeah. you got to defend yourself when you you feel like yeah. like if there's something in a song that say these guys disagree with but i'm adamant that it's that i want it there uh -huh. then i have to just tell them like look this isn't this uh -huh. is staying and there's been plenty of times where you i've said that, that to them but then there's been plenty of times where we've been back and forth and back and forth and then i end up uh, cutting stuff out of a song that i feel like mm -hmm. needs to be there and yeah a week later realize that you know they're right this is this is how I, it should be. I, I think to also answer your question, does it help to be friends? I think it helps to be friends because we care that the person mm -hmm. likes their song, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. which in a band, like they were saying earlier, I don't. Is my name on the credit? Right. You know, I'm the you front man. You care I, about your part. I don't care if yeah. you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Like this, we all care that each other likes the product right. and we've learned like what each other likes so oftentimes when i'm mixing or arranging one of brad's songs i'll be like well i think this intro is maybe too long but brad, it's an intro guy so three of leave it alone because i know that that's what he wants I need, I need i need a minute 20 and i need two solos that's all i ask <laughs> <laughs> just throw it in there so so it's not be so it is because you're friends not because you're old that was what i got <laughs> Oh know. yeah, to your <laughs> listeners, we're yeah. like cool. Yeah. Just a few <laughs> college dudes being Se seasoned. Cool. Just yeah. <laughs> I mean, they won't be able to see, so yeah. we'll, we'll keep it on. We're all wearing white new balance. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the next song on our queue is in space, and that's the one I picked out. Um, I was drawn to the title because I wanted to, I listened to it and also I was kind of wondering if it was going to be like kind of like Pink Floyd ish. It it was not, but it was still really good. <laughs> so, you know, um, hated and, it. <laughs> we no, put on this show I because I hated, I hated it. it. I know, hey, I heard you guys talk to each other. I would say if I hated it, I didn't hate it. That's I don't love. lie. So yeah, here, for sure, that's what. But I promise you, I liked it. Uh, my question is, I know what the pedals names are. What is a pig nose? <laughs> <laughs> it's sitting right next to us. Yeah, Brad, you want it? Well, it's kind of hooked up. It's a, yeah. it's a guitar amplifier. Oh, okay. So and like what types of sounds does like that create? Who's listening to it? <laughs> yeah. Sounds a like kazoo? a kazoo. Kind of. We're kind of convinced Wade has a, they made a lot of these amps back like for a long time. And I think this one's broken in a good way and we we, okay. we have a it's kind of like a running thing anymore on this podcast where patrick and i make it a game to try to pick out the pig nose <laughs> and, gotcha. and songs. oh oh that was pig nose so right? it has a, yeah, very, yeah, so. a very distinct uh yeah. distortion sound to it a very fuzzy distortion 
that is unique to that particular yeah. and it, it really does at times it can sound like a kazoo like yeah but it's, it's an amplifier it's an amplifier yeah, yeah. So do you want to tell us about um, In Space? Because like you had said that it was a way you wrote it. It was a yeah. riff that you had on your phone and then you heard it again and you uh, incorporated it. Yeah, so we are in the middle of season two of the podcast right now. And one of the exercises that we did this season was to listen to our, what we call phone demos, which is we all have our cell phones. And when we're playing guitar, if we come up with a cool riff or whatever, uh, I like to record it. Brad does the same. Patrick does the same. So I had like 30 of these things, like little clips in my phone. So we decided, well, it'd be cool to go through these and pick out. I'll let you guys listen to them and we'll pick out some little snippets that we want to turn into full songs. Uh, this actually wasn't one that we picked for that, but it was one that we came across and it's something I actually played on a keyboard. Mm -hmm. And um, just decided yeah I like that riff and it was the the main riff that when the song comes in is what it was and yeah the song is about uh humans delusions of grandeur <laughs> and mm -hmm. our insignificance in the universe I think yeah yeah I was I just thought the song had a lot of kind of Bowie-esque kind of mm -hmm. overtones I mean it helps that's about space mm -hmm. <laughs> when you're thinking about Bowie but mm -hmm. or or Pink Floyd <laughs> um, but it's uh it's a really atmospheric song that mm -hmm. uh, at least where that element's really strong with the theme yeah which was surprising from like a phone demo to right have it grow so large right it's kind of cool
yeah, so we actually ended up getting three songs out of that exercise for this season. Uh, and okay. this was one yeah. of them. Yeah. Is that an exercise that you would recommend to like people that are also trying to be songwriters or getting back in? Or is there another one that you found more beneficial? Well, the thing that we've found the most beneficial, I think probably was <laughs> something we're calling ingredient songs, which uh, was an exercise we came up with in season one and have done it again for season two, though we haven't released the season two songs yet. But we essentially just come up with different parameters for a song, which we call ingredients. So say the tempo or a theme or a, a, a special um, instrument, instrument that you have to use, or, or the tone, happy or sad. And we, we write them down, put them in bowls, draw the different ingredients for the different parts of the songs, and then have to construct a song based on those. And we've gotten really great results. And that's something I would encourage anyone writing songs to do because it is really, um, worked out well and the songs from last season were two of our most well-received songs it takes you out of your comfort zone a little bit because yeah. you might be exploring a different tempo or a different instrument that is it was actually we started doing it because i think we couldn't we were write stuck songs. writing we songs had like yeah. writer's block you know and so we were like well mm -hmm. let's put a bunch of stuff in a song and pull it out and then we got some yeah some pretty good results from it so we decided to do it again and I mean, that's mm -hmm. a, that's a kind of a weird way to suggest people write a song. <laughs> but I, I think it's a good creative exercise. It, it works. Yeah. yeah. And then you end up with songs like uh, trailblazing, which yeah. I think we're going to listen to, which uh, when yeah. we're, when we were doing these, you know, it started out, some of the elements are obviously serious, like tempo and that, but the themes that we put in there, we try to make difficult. So when you come up with a theme of trailblazing, like field hockey or field yeah. hockey what are you gonna do with it i would have wrote a song about a basketball team <laughs> brad's was bullies yeah yeah um, i had bullies and then we have special, <laughs> special criteria so my for the song trailblazing my special criteria that i had to use in the song was a cardboard box so yeah i had to figure out a way to to do that yeah and that ended up being really creative too because you didn't like pound on the box like a percussion instrument you actually used it to create a microphone effect right record yeah. into yeah yeah recorded yeah. signal through it like yeah. inside and yeah. out yeah well you guys set it up perfectly for me so thank you next and last we'll be playing trailblazing For some years and who knows how many days I haven't seen another person in a long time The ones I knew have long since faded away I'm all alone With just my thoughts to pass the time I've got no home just dusty and broken roads for miles I'm trailblazing 
where I'm going, but I'll get there. And since no one's waiting, I guess I won't be late. I'm all alone with just my thoughts to pass the time. I've got no home, just dusty and broken roads for miles. So many tears for so many friends. Each step is farther from the last time I'd see them again. I've been walking through the ruins of this world that was wasted for some years and who knows how many days. I haven't seen another person in a long time. The ones I knew have long since met their fate. I'm all alone with just my thoughts to pass the time. I've got no home, just dusty and broken roads for miles. So many tears for so many friends killed by the hubris and heartless thought of lesser men, killed by the hubris and heartless thought of lesser men. But now. I'm trailblazing. listeners all the songs that we're naming or we have been naming are also titles of your podcast episodes so any Mm -hmm. like if anyone wants to listen to these they can go on like spotify apple music all streaming platforms right to go and listen to this yeah if they want to be even cooler they'll Mm -hmm. leave us a review Mm -hmm. we also have a we also have a playlist on spotify with all the songs if you don't Mm -hmm. want to listen to us talk about the songs for three hours you know yeah if you just search for belonging songs on uh you know any of the well the playlist is on spotify that's where it's curated yeah and they're in in each individual under the monikers right yeah i don't think we've mentioned what we record mine's under it's under uzi royal for some reason i have that name i came up with it a long time ago and waits is harnell slynn yeah and i record under von leo v-o-n-l-i-o just to make it more difficult to find (laughs) 
Is that there wasn't... like a? Oh man, is there a story behind the names? Like why you guys picked those? Not really. No. Um, no, mine's like I think it's Royal Tenenbaums related, where <laughs> I was just mixing character names, and then mm-hmm. Wade just Wade just words pop in his head. And yeah, he just makes. I'm always writing down weird <laughs> phrases and words that pop into my head, and that was one of them. I wrote on a piece of paper many, many, many years ago while I was at work, and it stuck. Yeah. So. Yeah. And nobody gets it right ever. And it's, it's kind of a detriment. So when people try to search for it, we were in a band called Skeleton Lungs. That was another one of those things that popped into my head. Nobody, we were never correct on a, uh, a marquee never. once. It was no. always Skeleton Skeleton Lungs. lungs. <laughs> skeleton Lungs. Uh, well, we're on my very last question for you guys. Uh, it's kind of a fun one I thought to end with, but I just want to know, like, what songwriters inspire each of you the most? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Should have mailed these yeah. in advance. Yeah. <laughs> Brad would probably be Michael Bolton. Yeah, yeah, a... yeah. John Sakata. <laughs> 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 Glenn Fry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, there's a myriad of influences that that I that that I use. And what's weird, what's weird to me is is you know, I, I like I like classic rock. I like, you know, I listen to a lot of actually heavy metal stuff or you know, like queens of the stone age i listen to a lot and and the they they all find like this subtle influence into what i do but i can't ever get anything i do to sound like them so i don't try so it's just kind of a a whole bunch of stuff i I like i mean we're all a lot of americana stuff lately like i just i'm all over the place with music and it just it just somehow finds its way into this same thing that is it, it marries up with how I write songs and apparently according to these guys sounds like me so I yeah I feel like I Brad find it gets, all over I feel like Brad gets influenced more by what he's listening to like in the moment that's a good point like, I think that starts to spill in and color his mm-hmm. songs more mm-hmm. um I don't know what we mine I, I started out the same as Brad listening to like classic rock and we you know in the 90s when we were in college in high school it was yeah. a lot of grunge stuff that was exploding and that that became a big influence you uh, you kind of vacillate between like uh for the first season you were kind of in a, a kind of beach sound surf guitar not surf songs but but that was the vibe for a lot of it and then as the season went on, I feel like you got more into the eclectic. The, the one album that influenced me most probably is Mr. Bungles. Yeah, it, Volante. yeah Mr. Bungles, what I can think of the no, most. When I heard that song, that album for the first time, I was like, what is this? is like noise. Yeah. I don't even know what this is. Several it's like, parts, <laughs> it's so different crazy. time signatures. And then I learned that they played it live and it mm-hmm. sounded like that. And it just like blew my mind. Cause yeah. like that just opened up these doors where I was like, oh, you you can do whatever you want. It doesn't have to be formulaic. So that was a big influence. I don't think like my music sounds like that in right, any way, but right. just the idea that it doesn't have to sound like anything. Like you can do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, you're, you're very much an asymmetrical composer. Um, me, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a child of the 90s too, like Brad. So I think you hear a lot of that. I like synthwave stuff. So I like reverb and 
phaser effects, but I also like Americana stuff. Yeah. But it just it's it's odd. Yeah. Yeah. Let's steal from where you can. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll put that as the as the title of this episode steal it yeah, while yeah. <laughs> well thank you guys so much for joining us uh where can people find the podcast um the playlist everything like that sign us out wade yeah so the podcast <laughs> is available pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts i think the only place that doesn't carry it right now is pandora Ooh. um Not a sponsor. the playlist which patrick curates uh, in updates weekly whenever there's a new song it gets dropped in that's on spotify we're on instagram facebook our website is belongingsongs.com and our email is bs at belongingsongs.com if anybody wants to get a hold of us if they want to be part of the show if any of your listeners are right music and you could take brad spot yeah please it's up, up for auction <laughs> full replacement <laughs> we're sending him into space <laughs>